We now move on into our text, which is uh, John chapter 14, verse 1 to 12, for today. Dear friends in our resurrected Lord Jesus Christ, the theme for this Sunday is Jesus is the source of comfort. Jesus is the source of comfort. I'll start reading from verse 1 to 4 of John chapter 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go, and prepare a place for you. I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. My fellow listeners, my fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord, in the four corners of the world, Jesus' predictions troubled the disciples, so he spoke to calm their fears. He encouraged them to put away fear and continue to believe in God and his son, to believe and live. For those who believe God's promise is eternal. Jesus was on the road to glory for himself and for us. Jesus pictured a house, his father's house, with many rooms. Many rooms suggest permanency, being at home, and being settled. It's not like this earthly life which changes every day. Jesus went on to say, if it were not so, I would have told you. Jesus' point here is to assure his disciples that they will not be abandoned. And he says in chapter 14 verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. He was leaving his disciples in order to prepare a place for them in the Father's house. Furthermore, he would come back and take them to the place he prepared, so they would be together again. This is why Peter wrote about this hope. He says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible glory and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. 
First Peter chapter 1 verse 3 to 9. Then Jesus also added in the text which we just read of John chapter 14, you know the way to the place where I am going. We can understand Jesus' meaning by remembering what he was about to do, and that is to die on the cross and rise from the dead. This scared the disciples when he left. He told them, I will leave you. You know, human beings by nature have no place in God's house because sin has barred the way. Hence, Jesus' death would atone for sins and prepare the room. His resurrection would signal that all was ready. All Jesus' disciples have a place waiting for them with the Father. Jesus comes by his word to invite us in. He will return at the second coming to welcome us home. Those disciples knew the way. Jesus had been showing them for three years, but they were slow to catch on as we often are. I want to remind you, dear listener, dear brother, dear sister, my mother, my father, my auntie, my uncle, that you have a place in the Father's house. Let us see the continuation of what happened in this episode, from verse 5 to 7. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Thomas, devoted but slow to understand, was perplexed. How could they know the way when they didn't even know the place? He missed the spiritual impact of Jesus' words. But Jesus teaches his disciples patiently, telling everything we need to know, doing all we need for our salvation. In a humble way, Jesus answered Thomas with another I am statement. I am the way and the truth and the life. Everything of God has its source in Christ and is reached through Christ. No any other source of life, no any other source of truth, no any other source of permanency. Jesus said, I am the way. As Jesus had just said to the disciples, we must keep on trusting in him. Don't stop. We approach the Father through Jesus. And he goes on to say, I am the truth. We can trust Jesus because all that is real and the true is found in him. He is God the word, and through his word, he reveals his salvation. You cannot learn about salvation from Jesus Christ anywhere else other than through, from his word. He goes on to say, I am the life. Jesus is the source of physical and spiritual life. Whoever believes in him has eternal life. Dear friend, even if you are physically ill, even if you are physically troubled, you should believe that Jesus is the one who can provide life for you and to you. And he's the one who can provide both physical and spiritual life. 
This teaching is exclusive. What a contrast to the popular teaching that says all religions reach God, but just follow different paths. God teaches that there are no other paths. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. Anyone ever lost in a forest or other wilderness knows that taking the wrong path makes a person even more hopelessly lost. So it is with the spiritually lost. Only one way leads to safety, to salvation, and that way is Jesus. Jesus is the world's one Lord and Savior, no any other. The Savior for all. Luke chapter 2 verse 32 says, He is a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. His gospel is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile, meaning that the gospel is for all people according to Romans chapter 1 verse 16. And our Savior commands, he says, and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in my name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Luke chapter 24 verse 47. No one is excluded from his sacrifice for sin. He paid for our sins. He paid for your sins. Come and worship him. He is also preparing for a room for you in heaven. Dear friends, to know the Son is to know the Father. With Jesus suffering death and resurrection, the view comes into focus. The disciples should have known, but they often couldn't see past their earthly limitations. Jesus' work of redemption would clear the air. As we continue reading from verse 8 to 11. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. He said this because he, was, he knew they were stranded if Jesus left them. I continue in verse 9. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the, that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. All the disciples were struggling to understand just like you and I struggle in this world, people fail to understand that Jesus and the Father are one. Philip offered what seemed a logical solution. Jesus could simply show the Father to them. Apparently, he felt Jesus could have, could have God the Father make some kind of appearance. But that solution begged the question. The disciples would know the Father if they knew his son. Instead, they were struggling with some of the same issues as the unbelieving Jews. But they did not approach the problem from a position of unbelief and hardened hearts as those Jews did. Jesus guided 
Philip. In short, he rebuked Philip. Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time? Then he stated the simple truth. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Philip needed only to open his eyes and see what was standing right in front of him. That is Jesus. Dear Christian friends, Jesus emphasized the truth of his unique openness, oneness with the Father, as he had done another time to the Jewish leaders in chapter 10, verse 30 and verse 38, and I quote, I and the Father are one, but if I do it, even though you do not believe me, believe the miracles that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I in the Father. You know, fellow believers in the Lord, Jesus was never separated from the Father. He was in the Father and the Father was in him. The Father was speaking through the Son. The Father was working through the Son. Jesus did and said nothing that didn't further God's plan of salvation. I urge you, keep on believing me when I tell you that the Father and I are one, Jesus told his disciples. Or else believe because of the works. Jesus reaches our hearts with his words and he points to his works as evidence that his words are true. Dear friends, we should keep on believing in Jesus. Even if we don't see him because the Bible says, blessed are those who believe even when they have not seen. But we see Jesus Christ through his word. As he continues to tell us in verse 12, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Again, emphasizing the solemn truth of his words, Jesus added a startling truth of anyone who continued to believe in him. That person would do the works he saw Jesus doing and he would do greater works than those. The works Jesus mentioned were first the works he did in the physical realm, such as healing the sick, the disciples by Jesus' power, did similar miracles while establishing the earthly church. Those miracles decreased as the need for them to, to substantiate the word decreased. But the greater works were the miracles in the spiritual realm, such as the conversion of the Gentiles, by the power of Jesus' gospel, every believer in Jesus can have a part in changing hearts from sin to the Savior, in giving eternal life to the spiritually dead, in opening heaven to lost sinners. To this day, we can do those works all around the world. God in his grace uses us for that purpose. Believe in Jesus Christ. Be comforted. Jesus is coming again. Hallelujah. Praise be the God of our Father, Jesus Christ, who gave us Jesus, who is ready now preparing uh, our places up in heaven. Wait for him in faith. Amen.